the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such things is no law. So last time we in this study, we went through and gave some definition of each fruit and then also the fleshly work of our natural state uh, in love, which is the definition, a willing sacrificial giving of oneself for the benefit of others without the thought of return. And the work of the flesh would be self-love, the willing or unwilling giving of oneself to others with selfish thoughts of return. Joy, a cheerful, calm delight and rejoicing in the particular circumstances, in any particular circumstance. And the work of the flesh would be frustration, a rejection or unhappy refusal in the circumstances of life. We had went through peace to be saved from harm in your spirit, mind, and body. And the work of the flesh would be worry, to live in fear of harm in your spirit, mind, and body. Then there's long-suffering, an enduring temperament that expresses itself in patience with the shortcomings of others. And the work of the flesh would be quick-tempered, irritability that negatively excites our passions. So we're responding with a negative response in the circumstances of life. It's, um, it's easy to worry. It's easy to worry. It's, it's hard in the flesh to um, push down those thoughts of worry and understand that God's still in control. God will, will provide for us. He will take care of us. He, will, he is our protector. Um, the fifth one is gentleness, softness in manner and manners. And the work of the flesh would be harshness, roughness in manner, temper, and words. It's easy when you're being pushed to respond by pushing back. Uh, in my childhood, there was a lot of friction in the home through my mom, stepdad. That's what they, they didn't have. Little, so that's how they responded. Arguments, violence, back and forth. And it's, that's the work of the flesh. It's not, not in us, our natural man, to respond gently, softly. Um, and we'll start off with goodness. In Psalms 19, verse 13. Goodness. Conforming our, our lives and conversations to behave benevolently 
toward others. That is a work of the flesh. We can't, it's not natural for the man to do that. But verse 13. Did I write that right? I'm in the wrong spot. Verse 13. Keep back thy servant from also from presumptuous sin. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent of the from the great transgressions. Conforming our lives and conversation to behave benevolently toward others is uh, extremely hard. There's scripture that says uh, to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And I, I think transform instead of conforming. It's easy to conform. We come in, we come into a, the church, we see everybody, they're putting on the tie, they're putting on the suit, they're carrying the Bible. It's easy to do that, to fit in. But we want it to be, we want to be transformed by the Spirit, by the Word of God, that we could, it's here, it's not just an outward showing, it's, it's, um, In the, in the body, in the mind, it's all being washed away, regenerated. Um, and you'll know when you get tried what comes out. You know if the goodness of God comes out. Uh, an incident where somebody had said something to me and my mom had passed away. And somebody had said something very hurtful. But instead of responding in the flesh, I had to understand their state, their state of unsavedness, not being saved, and respond as if. Uh, with kindness, with goodness. Um, I don't know. I know through time God worked it out, but I, I had to force myself. I had to stop and pause and not respond how the flesh wanted to, which was rare back and like, how dare you? And that's submitting to the will of God, submitting to the spirit of God which is very hard, very hard when you're being tried like that, when you're being hurt, what comes out. Uh, meanness is the work of the flesh. Oh, you're going to be mean to me. I'm going to be mean back to you. That's the work of the flesh. I'm refusing <clears throat> to be liberal with charity, love. This avoiding a personal expense, meaning, all right, I was attacked. It cost me, but responding the way God would want us to respond. The way, the way Christ did. He was silent when he was attacked, when he was hurt, when he was um, tortured. He didn't respond. And it's hard to do when 
we're walking in the flesh. Daily getting into the scriptures. Daily exercising the, the will of God for our lives. And that's very hard to do. It's very hard to do. Even as a Christian, it's still very hard. We, we see the things of the world. We see the things of the, the actions of the world. and It's hard not to get engulfed in that and want to retaliate or fight back or respond the way they respond. But uh, by the grace of God, he gives us the power to do that. He gives us the ability to do that. He gives us the peace to understand where he talks about the mind, spirit, mind, and body. When God's in control of our spirit, he's in control of our mind and our body. And we can have the right response. The next fruit of the spirit is faith. Faith in Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man, Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For I say unto you, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. The definition, a great definition for faith is a personal measurement of the level of confidence in what Christ has done and will do in, through, and for us. How much faith do you have? You know, there's God tries our faith every day. Getting up, we, we spend money. We do these things, or most actions we take, there's faith. We get up and go to work, having faith in the, the company's going to pay us on, the, on payday, right. um, that we're going to do right, despite the response of the world. Um, no matter what happens, we're to honor God with everything, everything we have, everything we do. It says, acknowledge me in all thy ways, and he shall direct our paths. It's a, a great freedom to be able to live life with the faith in God. We don't have to do, we don't have to worry about the things of the world and the response of the world. We can do things knowing that God is going to take care of any circumstance. Um, Going to work, I uh, got to pray for some gentlemen at work, and you know, it builds my faith when we're praying to God open a door. And just a couple days later, we're sitting around a table with eight men, and six of them are not saved, and we're talking about the Lord. He opened the door. That builds faith. That builds yeah. the. Uh, 
that builds us up to know he's, he, he hears us. He, uh, he gives us opportunity. Um, he gives us the ability, you know, praying for discern what to say, what not to say. And when he, when he does that, it builds our faith more and more because it's the, the faith to continue doing it, the ability to continue doing it. The opposite of faith, the work of the flesh for faith is doubt. Last night studying more for this. You know, you doubt yourself, Lord, do I really? <laughs> and do, are you sure you want me to say this? You sure you want me to speak about this? Or, you know, we're constantly doubting ourselves. But when we walk in the spirit, he gives us the ability to get past that. You know, we do fail God. I don't want to fail God. I don't want to fail my family, my children, my job, you know, my friends. Um, so it gives us the ability and the strength to not doubt, to do, to do what's right. Doubt, an attitude of unbelief characterized by rebellion, disobedience towards God. When we doubt God, that's we're actively, actively saying, I doubt you, God. I, I don't believe you, God. And that's easy to do. It's easy to do in the flesh. It's easy to do out of fear. It's easy to do out of rebellion, as it says, disobedience. I don't want to do that, God. I don't want to stand up. I hate standing in front of people. And, but God, if that's what you're asking me to do, I'm going to do it. I don't want to be disobedient. With that begins the seed of rebellion. You know, when you start to do those things, it's easier to do it. And then you're um, slowly separating yourself from God, hindering the Holy Spirit to do the work that he wants you to do. Um, so submitting, submitting to his faith, obeying his faith, obeying his commands, right. his calling. Uh, so don't doubt deny the flesh pick up your cross follow him daily is what we're supposed to do the next for the spirit is meekness meekness the ability for God's people to negotiate among others without causing friction I mean that's Having a conversation with somebody, he says, I don't deal in words, I deal in facts. But his facts are according to him being right or not. <laughs> and that's the world, you know, everybody wants to be right. Everybody wants to do what's right. Or not to do what's right, but do what's right for them. And it's hard. It's hard. But God gets the glory when we do show the ability for God's people to negotiate among others. And he says that you find favor with man 
when when you walk in God's spirit, when you're you don't have to be right, okay? Okay. We can agree I could be wrong. But if it according to God's word, if it if it's against God's word, we know God's right. We don't have to argue that. We don't have to push back. We can just okay. If that's if that's what you think, that's what you think. You're there and I'm here. But we, God gets glory when we can communicate. You know, our job is, is to share the gospel. We know it's right. There's no, no, no negotiation. But we don't have, we can't make people believe it. It has to be a choice. And meekness is a great way to compel people. When they see, oh, they're not trying to make me believe something. They're dealing with the word of God. Right. We can take the word of God. When we sat there that day, pulled up the phone, showed him some scripture. Oh, it does say that. It's not me. It's God. Um, piercing the heart. Piercing them. Saying, it's not just something we say. Talked about uh you know, one of the things I said, oh, man wrote that book. Man put it together. Well, and then going on to the conversation, well, everything you know and believe is because somebody wrote it. A man wrote it. Do you deny all that? It's like, no. No, you don't. You pick and choose. You pick and choose what you get to believe. And we will believe the word of God. Every every tongue will confess, every knee shall bow, and he is the Lord. And in the end, they'll they'll know this. It's the truth. It's better to believe now. The work of the flesh is discord. Any disagreement which produces angry passions, contests, disputes, litigations, or war. A great picture of that was Christ. He didn't argue with them. If they didn't want to believe, he was just quiet. Look, at this is what God's word says. He didn't have to prove himself. He knew he was God. We don't have to prove anything. We just have to share the scripture. Um, praise the Lord we get to do that. and Pray that God would give you the strength to do it. Some of the, uh, I like sharing scripture. I like the one-on-one. I like to build a relationship and then get there. You know, and, and I feel that's a great picture of what Christ did. He gathered his apostles. He built that relationship and then he dug in. Then he said, he showed them, started showing them their sin, their, their way. The truth of God's word. Uh, it was through relationship. So I, I praise the Lord for that. There's no, the war is not flesh. It's uh, principalities and powers in high places. Spiritual war. And it's hard to forget that. You know, here in this day and age, the, you know, the war is fleshly. Mm-hmm. 
we're fighting against the flesh and we have to uh, maintain the walking in the spirit to not offend people, but let God's word teach them, pierce them, and pray that uh, it does. I pray for every every man at my work, um, praying for some families that are really going through it. Pray that God would draw them in, draw them back. If they're falling away, draw them back. And if they're not saved, that God would draw them in. God would show them their need for the Savior. A lot of our, our warring is done quietly, privately, in prayer, and study, study to show ourselves approved. In meekness, I wrote a scripture down, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. See if that's the right one. Verse 24. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. What is our purpose? What is our purpose? In meekness. Is it to win the conversation? Is it to prove I'm right? Right. Or is it to prove. God's word is right. And they get to benefit from that. When they receive it. We all get the benefit. We get the benefit to know that. Their. Their destiny. Their end. Is in. God's kingdom. Under God's uh, loving, merciful kindness, God's guidance. So, the ability for God's people to negotiate. We don't have these conversations. We don't go to them because we benefit. We go because it's for their benefit. And in business, why do we? Why do we do business? We can apply that to business, to work, to relationships. What is it? It's for others. For others. The final for the spirit is temperance. And I wrote, I'll give you the definition and we'll go to Romans chapter 8, verses 5 to 14. Temperance. Spirit controlled in all life circumstances. Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 14. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because of the carnal mind, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed, indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. 
but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is not none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit of his life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of, of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead also shall quicken your mortal bodies by the spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to the life after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So you are the sons of God when you walk in the Spirit. It's a constant battle to walk in love and joy and peace and long-suffering. All the, all the fruits that God did. As you read the scriptures, you can see how he did it. You know, a great picture would be David. You know, although David did fall into sin, but when he dealt with Paul or Saul, he walked in the spirit. There wasn't nothing that Saul could do that would cause him to do harm to Saul. Even though Saul sought after his life, tried to ruin him, kill him, David walked in the spirit. He loved him. He found joy in being around him. He wanted to serve him. And it, final thought of, on the fruits of the spirit. The fruits of the spirit, they live through us, but they're not for us. The fruits of the spirit. I'm supposed to walk in the spirit for, for your benefit. It's all to benefit others. And that's, that's a perfect picture of Christ. Everything he did was for others. Everything we, sh we do, we should have others at the forefront of our mind. It's not. It's to love others count others before ourselves um, which is a battle because we're constantly warned against the flesh constantly getting up in the morning saying Lord lay this I lay this flesh at the base of your throne or on on the cross Dave help me to walk and and treat others the way you would have me to treat you. Help me not to be disruptive or abusive or um, harmful, harsh. Me, with my kids, I, I mean, and it's harder to walk in the spirit with the people closest to you, as it seems like. That, uh, you know, I can, I can show kindness to somebody else's child and then turn around and yell at my kid for doing the same thing. It's a constant battle, but it's the ones that we love the most that it seems like it's harder to, to put forth 
stifle the flesh with. But we can. But we can. When self-control ceases to control itself, we are controlled. We're not controlled by the flesh as saved, born-again Christians. We're controlled by the Spirit of God. Help us to uh, to benefit others in everything that we do with our finances, with our time, with our abilities. I pray that God would continue to help me to do that, um, that we may compel them to come. There has to be something different in us. If we, we are rude because they're rude, we're just like, we're living just like the lost. If we're angry over the things over certain things, we, which we should be angry over sin, sure. but we can have the right response to it, right. knowing the end outcome. There's a lost person living in sin. 